What is LIBOR? Let's cash in. Finance for the everyday millennial. Hard charging solutions. We provide an accelerant in the journey towards financial independence. Welcome back to Cashin' with Cash in the financial forum for young professionals. Today we're going to talk about LIBOR. No, I don't mean labor like work, I mean LIBOR. If you're drawing a blank, it may be because LIBOR is one of those terms that financial geeks like to toss out, but they rarely take the time to explain it. LIBOR was important because over the last 40 years, it has affected borrowing costs for mortgages, student loans, credit cards, car loans, and, and just about anything else you could think of. The name LIBOR is an acronym that stands for London Interbank Offered Rate. LIBOR is a benchmark rate that governments, financial institutions, and corporate credit issuers used as a basis for determining the interest rates they charge to customers. Ever wonder where interest rates come from? Here's a quick explanation. Interest rates on financial products are based on an index and a margin. An index is a benchmark rate that is generally accepted by the financial community. A margin is an additional percentage amount added to the index by the lender. The index benchmark plus the margin equals the interest rate that a lender will charge for a particular product. From its inception in 1986 through the end of 2021, LIBOR was the single most important rate on earth because so many things were dependent on it. It was estimated that over $5 trillion in consumer loans and financial products were directly tied to LIBOR. Now, you may be thinking, okay, Cashin, I get it. LIBOR is a benchmark and it's a part of what makes up my mortgage rate. But where does LIBOR itself come from? And that's where things get interesting. Did you know that banks don't just loan money to consumers? They also often loan money to other banks through a system known as the interbank lending market. LIBOR, the London Interbank Offered Rate, was the rate at which banks often lent money to other banks. So why would one make need to borrow from another? Because regulators require banks to maintain reserves against their deposits. Keeping a certain percentage of their total deposits on hand gives banks the liquidity they need to cover withdrawal requests from their customers, pay their bills, and conduct other business. When the amount of reserves a bank has on hand dips below the required level, a bank has two choices. They could borrow from the Federal Reserve, or they could borrow from another bank that has more reserves than they need. The cost for a bank to borrow money from the Fed is known as the federal funds rate. As of late May 2022, that rate was about 1%. Let's say a banker doesn't want to pay a full percentage point of interest on a short-term loan. He finds another banker who's willing to lend reserves at the LIBOR rate of 9 tenths of 1%. That may not sound like a huge difference, but if a bank A needs to borrow $50 million overnight from bank B, that one-tenth of 1% 1 difference would save them $50,000. You might now be thinking that LIBOR sounds pretty good. I'll throw you another curveball and tell you why it wasn't. LIBOR had serious structural vulnerabilities because it was based on estimates collected from bankers on the interest rates they thought they would charge for different types of loan maturities. LIBOR was never calculated based on real transaction data or on the actual rates banks charge their customers, but instead on what respondents said they might charge based on whatever local market conditions they were seeing at the time they filled out the form. 
In 2012, a group of bankers exploited this weakness by colluding with each other to set LIBOR rates at lower levels that would allow their banks to increase profits while also limiting their losses on risky investments like derivative trading. As a result, banks made more while their customers earned less. As a result of that scandal, the Federal Reserve and the FDIC recommended that U.S. banks cease using LIBOR as a reference rate for loans at the end of 2021 and begin using a benchmark known as the Secured Overnight Financing Rate, or SOFR. SOFR is considered a better measure because it is based on the actual cost of overnight loans that are collateralized by U.S. Treasury securities. SOFR rates are currently running 25 to 50 basis points below LIBOR. So the cost of overnight interbank lending is decreasing a quarter percent to half a percent. It's still unknown if SOFR will become as ubiquitous as LIBOR was, or if banks will turn to indices like the Prime Rate or the Bloomberg Index. Stay tuned and we'll clue you in as we learn more. If you want to explore other financial topics, open an account with Rival Invest today and you'll gain access to a community of financial knowledge and support. Click the link you see in the description of this video now to open an account and join us. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and click the bell icon to receive a notification when a new video is published. Until next time, this is Cashin reminding you that it is always a good time to cash in with Cashin.